0: Second and goal from the two. It's Martinez, keeps it. Touchdown, Huskers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to the Go Big Redcast. This is our sixth edition of the Lunchcast, and I have a very special guest with me, Husker tight end, Chancellor Brewington. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me on.
0: Good. Hey, uh, before we get started here, I just want to make sure that everyone knows to uh, check out the new Alumni Hall store in uh, downtown Lincoln there. Um, We have now got a great promotional code, which you can use. It's the Redcaster's code of DAD22 that you can use up until Father's Day. So pass that along to your wife, text it to her. Um, you know, if you're ladies, if you're listening out there, and you have someone special in your life, and you want to get them something nice for Father's Day, make sure that you use Dad22 as the code, save twenty percent on your order, and you can also check them out at AlumniHall.com backslash Nebraska slash Cornhuskers, and uh, you know they've got some of the best Husker gear available for you out there in Lincoln. So make sure to stop by and check that out. And uh, Chancellor. Don't you have a little something going on too? I saw you tweet out something the other day about, um, I I don't know, it was like you and like four other guys tagged in it and the radio station. What's going on with that?
1: Yeah. So um, we're teaming up with 93.7 and we're going to be doing um, a little radio show, like a little segment where we're going to actually bring some players on and, um, and, and kind of break a barrier between, um, the the whole football because I feel like football and fans that's probably the the biggest disconnect in sports just because football you know we have our helmets on we're we're usually farther away from the fans you know so we're kind of seen as like not individuals you know people with emotions and stuff like that so I just want to go deep with some of our teammates and just you know just kind of pick their brain on some stuff and just have some fun
0: well, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do here too. So that's that, you know, I mean, you're, you're now, I think the third player I've had on, I had, I had a Kevin Williams on, which I'm sure you line up with him and probably sit in some meetings with him. Right. He's a man, such, such a nice kid too. So, um, you know, tell him I said, what's up next time you see him. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I had Jojo on uh, prior to the draft. So, you know, now he's in, uh, you know, he's in Indianapolis. So that's good. Um yeah so we uh so you're you're still in lincoln right now right you're you're doing that are you taking any summer courses anything like that no just working out just working out and you guys haven't started any like official team activities or anything like that yet have you or you uh
1: um well i mean we do walkthroughs and and stuff like that so i mean we're we're as a team we're we're staying busy
0: you are good yeah and you get you're getting all those workouts so um you know, how are things kind of feeling for you this year? You know, one of the big discussions, I'm calling it Frost 2.0 with this new offensive staff in there. Um, you know, we've got a lot of kids coming in from the transfer portal. Um, some of them I'm sure you're getting to know. Kevin said you guys don't really hang out a lot with the defensive players. I don't know, you know, if that's true for everybody or, you know, but I know you spend a lot of time with with your offensive teammates because you guys are learning the playbooks and getting along. So. Um, you know what's what's it been like for you this year on the team? You know, with with some of the changes and and you know with Whipple coming in and Riolo running the offensive line.
1: Um, I would say just uh, just we're passing the ball more. Just I mean that's that's a that's out the gate. It's a lot different. The formations we're getting in are are very unique. We showed some of them in the um spring game, but I mean they're they are formations I've never really seen before, so it's it's cool stuff, and we're able to get to it's kind of cool we're able to get to a lot of stuff we ran through those formations, so we're disguised in a lot of different ways um but as far as uh the tight ends go, we're actually involved in the past game more than ever, right so so that's that's where I fit in. And um, that's where I can show a lot more of what I can do because it's more realistic for, I mean, uh, there's a lot of two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff where, where there's a, a tight end down and the tight end in the hip. So where the hip, the dude in the hip, um, that's where I'll be uh, mainly. So um, just offense as a whole, it's, it's running more more efficient and smoother. The terminologies is, is is one word it's more simple okay you know so
0: so you're not going to be looking to the sideline with like pictures of like babies and celebrities and things like that for plays anything like that that's something i wanted to ask actually and and um first of all i want to say that's good because we know you're not afraid to block which means you know (laughs) that's probably good for the running game if you're running two tight end sets and disguising that as like pass plays and and run plays like i love that okay i do i really do And, and especially because it probably will give casey a little bit of chance. To, I'm assuming he's going to be the starter. That's just me. You don't have to give any hints on that, but you know, I'll give Casey a chance to like, kind of see maybe what the defense is doing at the line of scrimmage and change the play from pass to run or run to pass, whatever he needs to do. Um, and obviously, you know, you can knock the crap out of some guys there, you know, run into the outside. I think we saw that in that video right ahead of time. Um, so, you know, we've already got a question here from Husker Knight asking what position do you like more wide receiver or tight end?
1: Um, in this offense, it, you it'll be hard to it'll be hard to differentiate like who's the receiver and who's the tight end sometimes. Okay. So so Definitely in this have. offense, it's it. I mean, honestly, tight end is a tight end is probably the most important position right now because we're asked to do so much. We we're supposed to team up with the tackle and do a lot of stuff. We're supposed to know when the where the guards pulling. You know where the point is where the where the apex defender is whereas receiver you know you you know you you notice the cover two shell and you know you got a black corner of safety or you're running a 10-yard dig you know so Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot different but i mean i think the responsibility is is greater so i mean i can i can handle that stuff so i i would say tight end
0: okay no that's that's great um you said something just a second ago, and I lost my train of thought because you had such a good answer there. Um, we're also getting a, another question here from uh, Jim in Minnesota. He's big on Twitter. I'm sure that if you're on there a lot. And he's asking, we're all concerned about your injury. Are you going to be okay to play at some point next year?
1: Yeah, um, I, I had a wrist injury. Um, I played through it last year. I broke my wrist like some game during the season. I just played through it. And then um, I got surgery up right for spring ball, and they put some pins in. Just got the pins taken out. Um, about to get these stitches out, and I'm ready to go.
0: Good, good, man. Because we look forward to seeing you in the field. The um, one of I remembered the question I wanted to ask you was about um, you know, you caught your first touchdown last year, mm-hmm. right? Like, was that against Fordham, right? Is that yeah, yeah? And so, tell me what what that was like for you, you know, because that's kind of you know, you two receptions that game, one for a touchdown. You know how did that feel in front of the Nebraska fans? Like t- to just kind of look up and see everyone looking at you. Really, mm-hmm.
1: um, it was emotional. i ain't going to lie because um, I, but previous that that year where I, you know, where we talked about playing Northern Colorado, that was my last year playing football. Um, just had just had bad luck with injuries. Not even playing football. Just weightlifting accident. Just just a bunch of unfortunate things that just held me back. And, um, I couldn't, I couldn't show people what I could do. And, um, it was cool because, uh, my, both my parents were there, my sisters were there, like, you know, then, and they've been with me throughout the journey of, uh, the ups and downs. So, you know, right when I scored that, just, I, it was like there was only two people in the stands. I could, I saw my mom, my dad, like right there. So that, that was a, a special moment for sure. So, all the, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be scoring a lot more touchdowns this year coming up, but that one will, that one will rank higher than all of them
0: for no, sure. That's, that's amazing, man. And, and I tell you, I, I mean, they say Nebraska has the best fans in the world and there's a reason for it, you know, and that's, that's just great that you got to do it in a game like Fordham where, you know, we're blowing the other team out. And your parents were there, and and you're from Chandler, Arizona, right? I've got a I've got a sister that lives out in Chandler, actually, or in that in that general area. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Yeah. we
1: live in Chandler.
0: Okay, and uh, so what was that like? Like, I mean, your transition, you you know, you playing high school ball in Arizona you kind of, I don't even, I mean, you're living in Chandler. Northern Arizona is not really local to, to, you know, no, no, not at all, but you know, you're going there, you're, you're moving up into elevation, right? Like in the Northern Arizona, you're playing, um, you know, at an FCS school, um, you're in the same league as, as my UNC bears right up the street here. I, they weren't, I didn't go to school there my wife did. And, you know, she's got her master's from there and all that. Um, You know, and and I check out those games quite a bit. And I'm pretty sure I saw you play, even though I didn't know I saw you play back, you know, against that, you know, when you guys were blowing out Northern Colorado. And then all of a sudden now here you are playing for Nebraska in the Big Ten Conference in front of 100,000 fans every week. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, how you started and, and like kind of like the recruiting process, like how you ended up at Northern Arizona and then ended up at Nebraska.
1: Yeah, this is, I, I don't think I've got to share this too many times, so I get excited when people ask about my high school recruiting because, like, in my area, a lot of people were like, why the heck did you end up at Northern Arizona? So out of high school, I my first year of football was my junior year, and I was a baseball player through and through. That's what my dad played, and I was, I was set on playing baseball. And then when my friends one day said, hey, you should just come out and, like, try out for the 7-on-17, whatever. So I came out and tried out, and I was doing pretty good. So they threw me on varsity, sophomore year, didn't touch the field. So then next year come, and I kind of get my feet wet a little bit, and towards the end of the year I start, you know, looking like a football player, and I end up getting – I got most of the Mountain West, um, you know, the who's in that conference.
0: uh, Like Colorado State, Fresno State, Air Force, uh, whatever
1: SD, yeah, Wyoming, San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so most of that conference, I think I got. Uh, outside of that, maybe a couple of the Sun Belts. So I mean, I'm talking about FBS FBS schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't even have an FCS offer except for Northern Arizona threw one to me um, late my I mean early my senior year and was just like, look, if some crazy happens where you know all these i probably had about 12 offers if these schools don't end up taking you like well you know whatever and um so my senior year rolls around and um i'm not really hip to the whole recruiting process i'm kind of like oh i got an offer so i I mean you were
0: barely used to the football process at that point Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah so i i'm like well uh i'm like set on playing football so i'm having these offers i'm not really I didn't have a lot of guidance on, you know, I have to stay in contact with these schools because sometimes I would just be like, well, I mean, I got an offer, so I'm just going to be there for forever. So I get up probably two months for sign day. I'm like, OK, I'm going to commit to I think it was Utah State or Nevada It was one of those schools. Um, I call them. And they're like, oh, well, we thought you weren't interested anymore. We signed a JUCO dude." Both schools said that. So I was like, wait, what? So then I called San Jose State. I called New Mexico, new coaches. I called um, Wyoming, new coach. Um, and then everyone else was like, yeah, well, we already filled up your spot. So I was like, wait, what? So, <laughs> I looked, yeah, I looked through all my, all my whatever. They were all filled up. So I'm like, and NAU got word of it. Because my coach probably told them whatever, and they got word of it, and they came running, and they're like, "Well, we'll take you." And what's crazy is, um, I don't think I ever told anyone this a week before, a week before um, signing day, uh, Nebraska actually hit me up my senior year. Wow. Oh. Um, and who? So who would the coach have
0: been then? Was that still right?
1: Keith Williams. Okay. It was the coach Dub, the receiver coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he coached, you know, Brandon Riley, Stanley, Stanley Morgan, all them. Uh-huh. And he hit me up and was like, "Hey, are are you committing next week?" And it was literally a week for a Sunday. Are you committing next week? And I was like, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know yet. Like, what what are y'all talking about?" And he was like, "Uh, I think he told me don't commit." And I was like, "I can I don't know this dude. I can't. I can't just do that." So I committed, and then I told him, and we never talked again. But I always think back. I'm like. Mm-hmm.
0: What if, what if I was meant to go there from the beginning, you know? Yeah. But, but it's, So so it's, did they just pick that up again? Like when you were at Northern Arizona, you went into the transfer portal? Is that, is that how that worked out for you or? I already knew I was coming here. Okay. So
1: it was kind of like, I didn't really, like I was getting emails from schools, but I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even really look at them. Cause I was like, look, like this is where I'm going. Like I can't. I can't uh, look at these other schools because then I'll like, oh, I'll be like, oh, what, you know, yeah, what about this? So I was, I was set kind of
0: um, before I, before I went in. Okay, so, so tell me, like, so when you, so you knew you were going to come to Nebraska, and it sounds like you kind of like, it's funny because what you said is something that I don't think a lot of people realize where, you know, Nebraska literally called you a week before signing day and was like, don't sign with them, come to us. But you didn't know the guy. So it's like, so there's a lot of trust that has to be built up in there. Right. Like you want to make sure that you, yeah. Like what, what was that
1: like? Yeah. It's crazy because um, one of the recruiting, one of the recruiting directors, I wish I knew his name. I probably, Somebody here probably knows him, but he actually went to Hamilton back in the day. That's the school I'm from. Okay. So he was and and Hamilton took a lot of like Nebraska stuff, like the day by day prayer. Like we did that at Hamilton. So a lot there's like a lot of traditions from Nebraska that just are at Hamilton, which is kind of weird because we're in Arizona. But yeah, um, but he reached out to me like, you know, and he was like, hey, I'm about to put you in contact with someone special. Like they this dude wants to get a hold of you, whatever, whatever. And uh it was, it was just like it's just a shady business sometimes. Yeah. Saying he's shady, but just college football, there's a lot of there's it's a it's a uh, it's a killer be killed game and mm-hmm. the coaches know it and the players know it. So it was kind of like I don't know this dude and I I know the dude at, you know, at, at Northern Arizona, I'd known him for a while. So I was like, Look, man, like there's already a dude that's going to the league there, you know, so so like it's not impossible um but just uh just not knowing who you're who you're really, you know, especially through a text,
0: it's it's mm-hmm. a lot different. Yeah, well and that's always weird to me too because um you know, I'm I'm in my later 40s um and but I work with a lot of uh kids that are in you know, in their mid 20s and 30s and and like I it's weird trying to find a balance between communication, right? Like my own kids, they they'll respond to a text message, but they won't answer a phone call or a FaceTime. Right. Right. You know, but then sometimes I get these other kids that like won't respond to a text message, but pick up the phone though on the first ring. So it's always hard to figure out how to communicate, but I guess that's, you know, that's the key when you're doing something like that. We just had a question up here too, because you're, you're, you are a Husker now, man, you, you, you've officially already played. You're here on the team. You're already working with the, with the offense. So uh, question from Jim in Minnesota again is, uh, you know, we hear such great things about Coach Becton. What does he do so well that all of the tight ends love him so much?
1: Um, that's that's a loaded question for sure. <laughs> well, that's my guy. Like I, I appreciate him for everything. Um, but to start off, like I, like when I first got there, um, I wasn't really familiar. I was just locked in. Like Lubick's my coach. Like that's all I coach Lubick. He was. Yeah. Yeah, He lives over in Fort Collins right here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we were when I got there, I was just focused on, you know, just learning receiver. Then um, what happened during camp? Um, Hick was Hickman was down. Travis was down. uh, Fadoni was down. uh, Bork was down and all these other dudes were down. So like, they were like, they had like once. And I think Austin was down too, mm-hmm. for like two weeks during camp. So I went from being in like the developmental group, like learning, just purely learning the offense. And I probably had like five, I probably had five days at receiver during camp and they were, and I was, I wasn't, you know, like, I wasn't like doing bad or anything, but it was just like, they had literally no one it was either. Like they was going to call up some defensive ends to whatever, and Frost came up to me. He was like, look, like, um, would you like to, like, play tight end for a little bit? And then my mom, like, wait, what? Like, tight end? Like, I'm 200. And at the time, I was probably, like, 212. I'm like, these dudes is, like, 250. Like, looking at Trav and Austin, they like, the Twin Towers. I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, they're,
0: like, six foot seven or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then the first thing he said, he was like, you'll be running with ones all camp. I said, Oh, it ain't no brainer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: Throw me in there. So then, uh, so then uh, I go in coach Beck's room and from the get go, he's on me. Like you soft as, you know, what, like you, you, you ain't going to make, you ain't going, to you can't put your hand in dirt. Like just seeing what, seeing what I would do and how I respond and whatever. And I, I, I'm probably going to talk about this, like, you know, later on and ask him why he did it. So the way he did it, but, he was so hard on me that like I had no choice but to prove him wrong, but really to prove him right. Cause I feel like he knew the whole time I was able to do it. But um he cares. Like that's the one thing like, like it's it's different from I've had coaches who care, but like he really care. Like he'll get on you, but he'll he'll make he'll never I've seen I especially the spring ball, I've got to see him a lot closer. He'll get on you, but he'll never. And a practice or an or a day without loving on you. Okay. Never, like he'll he'll never like you know, you know, players and coaches. He treats, you,
0: he treats you like a, like one of his kids. I mean, that's no, how like, I treat my kids, you know. Literally,
1: literally. Like, and it's and it's love. Like, I got my surgery, first person to call me, you know, first person to check up on me every day is is Coach Beck, you know, like so um the love is there. But as a coach, when we get in the film room, um, the most detailed person I've I've been around in the football. You know, industry or whatever—it's—it's—it's it's, it's ridiculous. There's the amount of the amount of things you he goes through before even play starts. Like you know, he'll he'll pause the play, and we'll have to know ex- like you know five different things before the play starts. Now the play starts, we have to know five different things. So there's the amount of detail, even that the young guys have. I don't think they realize how much how how much of a blessing it is for him to be the only coach they know in college, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've I've had different coaches where it's kind of like, Oh, well, you know, he routes at five. Oh, that looked good. You know? Yeah. But it routes at five. If you don't put that left foot in the ground the way I like it, then that's a bad rep. No matter if you catch the ball and score 90, you know?
0: Okay. So let's stop right there for a second, because you're saying some things and I'm hearing some things that I just want you to confirm for me because these are things that I'm kind of on the show. I don't know if you listen to the red cast at all. If you don't, you know, like, and subscribe us on YouTube, hit that, you know, smash the bell, you know, watch us. But, um, you know, I've been saying again, I call it frost 2.0 because everything looks and feels different, you know? So with this new coaching staff, are you seeing a lot more attention to detail like, like that, like with every coach, like how many different coaches are you working with? Is it just the one, um, you know, one coach, like somebody out here is asking if you're being utilized better better in Whipple's offense. You already answered that, like right at the beginning of this, where you said, yeah, you, you know, there's a lot more two tight end sets. There's a lot more, um, you know, passing game. There's a lot more options to get passes, you know, you, everything out that. So the attention to detail, I know that like Mickey Joseph with the wide receivers is telling them like, they're going to have to play special teams if they want to play football for him. Right. Like Mm -hmm. Is that just kind of across the board with the entire coaching staff?
1: Yeah, uh Coach Riola, Coach, Coach, Applewhite, Coach Coach Mickey. Trying to see if I forgot anyone else, and obviously Coach <laughs> Brett, and Coach, even Coach Whipple with the Qs. Um, shout out Steve Cooper, he's with them the most, but um uh they like we we had a walkthrough today and just like Everything, everything has to be perfect, and that's and no diss, but that's something we just didn't have in the past. Okay, and just from the short time I was here, I noticed it right away. Where it was just, it was just different in a way, in a sense where um, there wasn't as, uh, as much um, intensity. Okay, so the yeah. intensity is turned up, so the level of play is turning up. So this spring, I know obviously y'all only got to see the spring game and have the dudes only play like five snaps, but um, like in the spring, like the level we saw some dudes like level of play like really turn up mm-hmm. because of the new coaches that were here, and I think that that goes straight to the coaching because I mean the player didn't i mean the player has been there, you know what I'm saying The, the only thing that changed was the coaching, so okay. if the coaching level goes up, the playing level goes up, and that's where the team level goes up as well.
0: Man, that's, no, that's what, and that's what I wanted to hear you say, because that's been my theory, you know, out there. I haven't heard it directly from really anybody. I mean, you hear a lot of writers talk about, you know, the new coaching staff and the changes that they think are going to happen or no, but like to hear it directly from you and, and kind of confirm what I've been saying all along makes me feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and, and you mentioned like the spring game, cause I was there. I came out for the spring game. I, I, I watched it and, and I just kept, Telling and, and my takeaway from that, everyone kept saying, well, what's your takeaway from it? And my takeaway was like, it was kind of a big nothing burger. It was more like a giant Husker party, as opposed to like a football game, right? You guys just happen to have a scrimmage going on out there. Because I know you guys are all learning this new offense. And, you know, nobody expected you guys to have it 100%. You didn't see a lot of the starters. You know, there are some injuries on the offensive line. So from a player's perspective, and if you're standing there and you're watching the game from the sideline, right? You're on you're on your team, you're watching these guys. Can you give me I'll I'll ask you this, and I hope you're not stepping on any of your buddies' toes. One player on the offensive line, one wide receiver, and one running back who you kind of see as like breakout players this year. Like, and and they don't necessarily have to be starters, maybe guys that aren't starters that were just playing a lot in the spring game. Mm. Not to put you on the spot or anything.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's all good. Um, off it's a line. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go Bando. Bando. Okay. get okay.
0: Okay.
1: a good spring. Um, I'll go who's next receiver wide receiver yeah um i'll go to one that deserves a lot of credit he doesn't get it uh the, that's oliver martin okay i don't know why People that guy
0: that guy always works hard man it doesn't matter like when he's whenever you see him on the field he's working hard
1: yeah like he's 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 one of the guys that are quiet but he's about his business and um freakish athlete um you know it, for go for 130 against Illinois and gets hurt and you know people for you know it's just yeah it's just whatever then I would probably say the other one Alante Brown he had a big big spring um obviously like he he's um he's gonna be getting a lot of uh a lot of touches and stuff like that. Um so those two for sure. Um running back I mean I always I, of course I got my boy Dallas that's Ramirez Ramirez uh mm-hmm. Johnson, but I mean other than that I thought I thought AG um Anthony Grant had a really good spring oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I think obviously Yant
1: Yant had probably one of the best springs Probably- I love
0: that kid. I have to tell you, like, Yant the Damn Ball is probably one of my favorite sayings in the entire world right now. That's a saying, Yant the damn <laughs> oh ball. yeah, Yant the Damn Ball. Like oh, there's like yeah. I think there's like some fans out there that actually created some t-shirts that say that. So
1: that's hilarious. But yeah. he's he's running hard and he's um he's running the best I've seen him for sure. Okay. He's running angry. I think that's that's true to uh Appleite.
0: Oh. Dude had a game where he had the entire first half. He was over six yards to carry. And then all of a sudden we didn't see him in the second half. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, so, you know, he had the damn ball, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I was hoping you'd say Yant. Cause that's like, that's like my guy. That's who I, you know, I just like his style of play. He's he's I'm a Raider fan. So I like those big hefty running backs that just run over everyone like Bo Jackson and Yant's kind of the closest to that style that I see. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. Um, You know, it's uh, it's just been kind of an interesting year. We do have some more questions. Um, let's see here. Oh, someone said, what's it like having the coolest name on the team? Are you 21 yet? You're 21, right?
1: Yeah, I'm 22. So
0: how do you not have an NIL deal with, like, one of the breweries or anything like that?
1: I, I guess, and it's crazy because a couple of them have reached out to me. I We can't do it with alcohol, like weed, or, like, any tobacco. Tobacco product so okay,
0: okay. um well that answers that.
1: that yeah well i'm out to get like a i think coffee a coffee place with a brewery we're going to do something with that but
0: yeah, yeah. i'll just say because there's a there's a guy that that is a big fan of the show brewmaster bill we call him and he brews really? like kind of out of his thing and and i was like i was like he just needs to make one like an unlicensed like chancellor brewington you know what i mean like you he know? needs to
1: do like an un- alcoholic beer then i a- can
0: a non-alcoholic beer yeah <laughs> that would be awesome and so like and there's a lot of guys from arizona on the team this year right now jim jim in arizona was asking what it's like having a lot of guys from arizona like are you friends with a lot of those guys and do you know them from high school or anything like that um who we got uh uh buddha jay well Javen
1: Wright. we call okay. him buddha um he's actually my roommate he should be back in a little bit he's gonna be on if he uh if, if he he's pops back. in yeah um and then obviously Noah Pollard-Gates. Um, mm-hmm. we call him PG. Um, he's I've known him. I got to know him really well up here. Um, I'm over at his house all the time. Uh, Ty Robinson. Oh, they live together, so I'm I'm always over there. Um, who else? Oh, Baron Miles. Um, Baron Miles Jr. His daddy played here. Um, the legend. Um, uh, we live probably five minutes from each other okay so we work out all the time he's over all the time and Chubba Purdy. um okay. crazy uh our dads actually played together in with the giants okay so, like in baseball so yeah like our our dads already knew each other and now we're playing together like it's like it's pretty crazy i played against his older brother brock in high school um the one iowa state he's with uh with uh 49ers, I think,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's was, no, that's that's super cool. I i actually didn't realize that about Chubba Purdy, and um, so I don't know if this is like over the line or not, but like when when they were recruiting Chubba to come, like did that kind of have part of it too? Like, you playing there, like did you talk to him at all when he was trying to come here? Was he texting you? Like, what's it like or anything like that?
1: It's crazy it's so crazy. I don't know how I've known his brother for a while, but I didn't, um. I didn't know him personally, but our dads were like communicating and he was asking me like, I mean, he was asking my dad, like, how is he like it? How is he, you know, does he like it? Does he, does he not, was things he not like, was he like, so, I mean, he, I guess he got a good answer, you know? Yeah. But then honestly, they asked me, um, they asked me to host him and I was like, well, I mean, obviously I would, but it's like kind of crazy how we never met each other. But, and then all of a sudden we, um, he got here and I met him. And then I think the next day we threw and it was like, we knew each other for like four years. So, yeah. uh, we definitely have a good connection. So.
0: No, that's, that's good. So basically when, um, Thompson leaves and Purdy takes over the team after, you know, next year, I think it is cause Casey has what one year left or something. Or is it two? I can't remember. Um, we can just give you the credit for recruiting him here when he wins the Heisman with Nebraska, because you guys are going to be like back to back to back national champions anyway. So, right. so he has Casey has two years left. So there you go. So that's okay. Um, but you know, it's uh, there. I, I always get confused with, with that. That's what the other guys on the red caster for as far as time goes, but we can give you all the credit for recruiting. So that's, that's good to <laughs> know, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um Abby Harris, uh, one of our one of our loyal Twitter followers and and uh, beloved friend of the RedCast, is asking what your number one goal for next season is.
1: Um, obviously to win. Obviously, like yeah. that's that's all like that's all I want to do is just win. But um, personally, I want to i just want to i just want to prove not prove but i just want to show everyone what i'm what i'm really capable of and um the numbers will speak for itself once that happens and uh but just make it obvious that i've been working and um just put my best foot forward every day and
0: and not take things lightly yeah no that's that's those are good goals to have too i mean and and uh, you know, in life in general, I think too. So that's you know, that's something to take a look at. So it's it's um you know, getting really close to the season. I think we're somewhere around like 90 days or something like that before yeah. before the uh before the first game. You're getting off the airplane in Ireland, right? You guys walk in, you're in this huge stadium, which really isn't much bigger than Memorial Stadium, I don't think it might be, but you know. You've got Northwestern on the other side of the field. You guys just absolutely blew them off the field last year, but you're going in. It's a new season, a new staff, new offense. What's going through your head as you're stepping onto that field for the, you know, the first play of the game, because you're going to be the starter, right? And, uh, you know, and you're stepping onto the field for the first play of the game and you know, are you looking at Northwestern like we killed these guys last year or are you looking at them like it's an entirely new opponent who, you know, you just got to take it play by play and in the end come out of Ireland with a W? What, what's that going to be? What's that going to kind of describe how you're picturing that? Because I know you're not sleeping at night thinking about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there is a confidence level I would lie to you and say, like, that doesn't run through some of our heads, like a confidence level of, oh, we just smacked this team last year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but you can't take that. Um, you can't take that philosophy into every game because you, you know, we lost in Minnesota. So what are you going to say? oh I'm scared of them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, you kind of, you do have to take it uh day by day, but you have to be, me personally, I'm just confident that I've done everything up to that point. You know, stepping onto the field in Dublin, Ireland, I've done everything I can up to that point. Um for me to be successful as a as an individual first. Um I think that's I think that's the mindset that everyone should have. Um because um we travel what uh, uh, eighty-five dudes. If all eighty-five dudes have that and really believe that, then we that's an easy dub. Like we'll for sure win that game, and um, but the moment where, the moment where you get too high, or you get too low. Um, that's where that's where bad stuff happens, and you play out of rhythm. So I would just say, step on that field in Dublin, Ireland. I would be thinking about um, whatever my goal is, but um, really, that man, I'm I'm a I'm a spiritual dude. That man, that God has placed me there for a reason, and that He's with me, and um, and He's for my good. So. I mean that's why I tell myself
0: every day, so nothing's gonna change in Ireland. No, that's that's a uh, that's what I want to hear. See, I'm 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 a Kool Aid drinker, right? Like you know, and uh, you know I'm I my whole thing like everybody calls you know calls me out on, it and I keep saying fifteen zero national championship, right? Like that's that's like you know what I see in the head, like with Frost 2.0. That's that's another one of my sayings. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be you know, quite the season. And, and I really think that you guys have some great things, you know, coming ahead for you because, um, you know, I just think things are seem to be setting up really well. Um, does it feel like you guys have a different attitude in like in the locker room? Does it like when you walk around, I, I think I asked you something similar this in the beginning, but you know, does it feel different to you? Like completely different to you overall? Like, you know, you and your buddies, like when you talk about it, um, I would say I was
1: actually sitting down. I was talking with Noah. Um, our lockers are right next to each other. I was talking and, you know, guys were guys coming back from lift, and um, guys were, you know, just all were in the middle and they were just having a good time, like chopping it up, dancing, like just the li- like that. Those little things go so far, like mm-hmm. and and I haven't been here for the longest time, but I can tell you when I got here in the summer, that wasn't happening. So I think. And I also think the, the, the way recruiting is, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you you recruit a class and a lot of guys don't stay. A lot of guys do. You get a lot of guys from the same kind of area that mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, that, and that forms into camaraderie and um, that forms into good relationships. And then that forms into good play on the field. So I think we're at that point where we're tighter than we ever been as a team yeah. um and a lot of barriers are are uh are down and um i think it's i think it's cool because i think that's that's where you get the championship teams that's where you get the 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 nine and one the ten and ones the the ten and o's like those teams are the closest teams you know
0: mm-hmm. that's 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 awesome to hear that actually makes me feel really good because i've had a in my own brain that that that's kind of happening with you guys and and uh so
1: and it's it's different let me just say this is different because you guys obviously seen all the transfers yeah so it's like you know you think about i think about like when all this was happening i'm like how is this gonna work like how they gonna mesh with you know like you're getting all these dudes like but every – I swear, every one of them come in and, like, they act like they've been there for, like, three, four years because everyone –
0: And you're uh, talking about right now, like, right guys now. like Mathis and, and yeah, like you know, right all now. these – Like, uh, they all –
1: like, we all – like, they all kicking it. Like, they all, like, feel part of the team. I could already tell. Well, I'm speaking more so of the guys that were there for spring. Like, uh-huh. you know, like – Yeah. But still, I mean, still, they, they've only been here for a, a, a few months. Um, But the – for them for them to for them to feel that way and to uh show it like that's that's a huge step because you want all those pieces to feel comfortable so they can play comfortable.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean like I went to college 30 years ago and I've got friends that I might see like once every 5 years from but every time we sit in and walk into the room together it's like we saw each other yesterday, you mm-hmm. know? And and you're saying that the feeling right now on the team is kind of that same way, right? Like these dudes are showing up from the transfer portal. Cause there's what 32, 33 guys from the transfer portal that are on this team. That's like more than, more than a third of the roster. But like you're saying like these guys come in and it's like, they've been there all along. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, breaking news, Redcasters, they like each other. No, they, uh, <laughs> you know, no, that's, that's um, that's huge. That's huge. And I guess I wanted to ask too, and, and I don't know how, how sensitive an area it is is from the NIL perspective too, you know, you get all these guys talking about like how NIL can be divisive in the locker room. And we all know that Nebraska has one of like, you know, the best setups in, in the country. And if you can't talk about this, you can stop me now, but are you seeing like one dude talking to another dude about his NIL and people like getting jealous? Are you seeing like, is that sort of thing really happening in the locker room or is that just people on Twitter, like saying a bunch of stuff they don't know about?
1: They a bunch of people respectfully. I know they're fans, and I know they mean well sometimes. But that's that's kind of a bunch of nonsense because, first of all, um, when we when we go in the locker room, that's the last thing we want to talk about. Like you Mm -hmm. know, what I'm saying like, like we like we'll talk about the Celtics and the Warriors before we talk about. I'm a
0: huge Warriors fan, by the way, man. I'm from the I'm from the Bay Area, so yeah that's my that's my team. So. Yeah, okay. we, we'll talk. We could talk about that later. But, yeah.
1: but, um, but yeah, uh, like that's that's one rule, and, and it's caused a lot of people to be professional. Um, because, really, we are professionals at this point. Um, mm-hmm. we're getting paid to do certain stuff. Um, so I think the biggest rule, and that's in this, some my dad always taught me don't count anyone's pockets. Um, don't 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 compare because you know, comparison is the killer of all joy. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because um at the end of the day, um say you're getting X amount of dollars and he's getting uh, a little bit more than you. And that, and now you're you're looking back and you're like, well, I'm better than him. I'll play more snaps than him. Like, that's that's not the way to go about it, because the most like I've done that personally, like and I had to snap out. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, be happy for your brother. Like, 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 just be happy for him. Like, you should be ha- like. Whenever I see someone nil stuff come on my for my uh, Twitter page, I'll, I'll retweet it. Yeah. Like if I can get them a couple dollars, then then shoot, I I'll help my brother out. You know, so I don't think I don't think anybody is is really doing that around me at least. I and I doubt I doubt they're doing it. To be honest with you,
0: no, I think that's that's great to hear because you know it's it's one thing for all the like we'll call it Twitter chatter where people are saying like, Oh, these are the sort of things that are going to ruin the sport and everything. And I don't think it is. I've always been about, I mean, when I was in college, I could have a job and go to school at the same time. Right. And, and it was, I, I never really understood like why it was illegal at one point to like put cream cheese on bagels. Like literally that was an NCAA rule at one point, you know, like you could not have cream cheese on bagels. Wait, Like because it was considered a luxury, you know, like, I'm I'm not even joking you. Like, there was a whole big segment, I think, on uh, ESPN, the old Mike and Mike show where they were talking about it. And it was like schools would like have to self-report violations because somebody provided cream cheese for the bagels in the room, like stupid things. Right. So okay. it's like and I'm thinking to myself, like, why can't these kids who are part of a giant organization in the NCAA, <laughs> you know, make a few dollars for themselves while they're in school? Because, you know, you hear these stories about like you know, guys that are on like two meals a day with their scholarship. Right. And then the rest of the time they're like eating like super unhealthy, like chips and top ramen and stuff because they're struggling sure. to get by. So sure. I don't have a problem with it. I'm all for it. I'm a hundred percent on the NIL train. Sure. They can tighten some of the screws around here and there to make sure that things aren't out of control and you know, whatever they want to call it, the wild, wild West, which I hate that saying, but you know, so I'm happy for you kids, man. I, I think it's great that you guys, are, you know, able to, because in my head, it also puts to rest and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it puts to rest probably in your head a little bit, one less worry, right? You'll yeah. probably always have a little bit of pocket change because of NIL, because you're, you know, you're around. So you don't have to worry about going out on like a Friday night with your friends and worrying about how you're going to pay for like the burger and fries that you're about to eat. Right. And that's, yeah. and that's huge because I, have you can hear stories about kids like that, you know, as far back as like five years ago, you know, so it's, to me, that's a, that's a huge thing, and it makes me happy to hear that you guys aren't like, you know, comparing pockets as you like to say, you know, looking yeah. at other guys' pockets. So, yeah. you know, it's um. So I'm gonna ask you some questions that aren't even football related. You know, um, what do you do when you're not playing football? When you're not, you know, eating, breathing, living football? What What are some of your hobbies? Um. Well,
1: I love to work out. Like just, I just love to work out. So. Um, Me and my roommate, will we literally will work out. I mean, we'll work out with the team, do our little thing, and then we'll go back at five every day and work out again. So that's something we just do on the regular. It's kind of in our routine. But other than that, we'll – I mean, I I play Warzone a little bit. I play uh, a little Xbox a little bit, like maybe once or twice a week. Um, I'm a big Netflix movie guy. Okay. I'll I'll watch – I'll binge watch the series for a whole day and, and get rid of it. So. so you've seen Stranger Things already season four? It's crazy because I've tried to watch season one, and uh-huh. I hate scary stuff. And the first episode <laughs> was okay, no kind of scary, and I turned it off.
0: <laughs> You're like my son. I got a I got a son who's about your age, and he's been staying at my parents' house while they were out of town. And, he, and he's been sleeping on the couch upstairs, and he's got his own bedroom down there, but he won't sleep down there because my mom has, like, this weird, creepy clown.
1: And, oh, no. and he's like, he's like,
0: I don't even want to put that thing in the closet because I'm afraid I'll wake up and it'll be back in the chair. It's in, you know. Oh, be crazy. Yeah, we're gonna have to, <laughs> yeah. <move>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to move. Yeah. Yeah, we have to move. That's funny. Um, I'll have to get your gamer tag after when when we end the show, stick around because the studio will stay open for you. I'll have to get your gamer tag from you. You can play, you can play with my sons. They love Call of Duty. So oh, yeah, we, yeah and
1: me, we me and my roommate, we'd be playing like and actually
0: uh Chubba Party, we be playing. Um We'd be running games a lot. Okay, no, that's cool. Yeah, my uh, I'll have to get my sons on there because trust me, my my son's like a twenty five kilo game guy. So he's, Ooh. oh yeah, he's, oh yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, you can <laughs> run with him, man. I'm telling you, he's he's good. He's okay. good. So okay. I'll, I'll have to hook you guys up with that. Um, what about like, do you do you have any other hobbies? Like, like if someone was to say like, what what's your inner nerd? Like, do you you know you'd like a Magic the Gathering guy? I know JoJo they play like uh. He was telling me they play, um, oh, God, now all of a sudden the, the board game gets out of my, uh, what is it called, like, um, uh, I can't remember now. But, yeah, they do, like, this board game thing, right? Like it's almost like a, a fantasy Dungeons & Dragons type style game. Like, do you got anything like that going on? Or um,
1: I, like, I like playing spades and dominoes. Um, uh, we love music. Like yeah. we'll have music playing twenty four seven, but other than that, I am like boring. Like I don't, <laughs> I am a homebody. I've, I've gone out, I've gone out in Lincoln three times, maybe. Really? Okay. Like I went to. I am obviously of age, so I've gone to a couple of the bars. Like it's just not. I've never been like that to like just go out all the time. So I am a homebody. i would i would rather take a nap than go hang out with some people. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, you sound like me about 99% of the time, really. I know, so, right? Unless I'm in I, like, I, you've been out in Lincoln as many times as I have really. Cause I only, I've been coming out for like the spring game for the last couple of years. And um, I had a great time this time, me and uh red Cast honky. Just we had, I, I've had, I had one of the most memorable weekends I've ever had in my entire life. I, I, yeah, yeah I met up with uh, Josh Hescue, um and his wife. At the hotel that we were staying at, and then we got invited by him to go over to a players-only party across the street. Um, and we walked up, and the first guy we ran into was Mike Rozier, like really? standing out. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, you know. And then we go inside, and it's all the former players from like the '90s championship teams are like hanging out in there, like, you know. And then me and me and Matt are like standing around, like, hey guys you know and a couple of them came up and they were like hey we love the show because i was wearing my red cast hat and he's like oh we love that you know a couple guys are like hey we love the show can we take a picture with you and stuff we we're like whoa this is this is some of the weirdest thing ever so yeah that's crazy yeah it was it was pretty crazy but um you know i mean i really appreciate you coming on today I thought this was really cool man and and I hope I know you've done uh I think what did you do Church of the Corn podcast with a couple of the guys is that the one you've done in the past so you know yeah. those are friends of ours and and uh when I saw that you had done theirs I'm like I got to get this guy on our show too so you know it was a good it was a good interview and you know it says it right here on the banner but you know thanks for your time today you know if, is there anything we always give it's a tradition to give like a you know basically a parting shot is what we call it um, so, is there anything you want to say to all of RedCast Nation, all of Husker Nation? You know, leaving the uh, show here. Um, I do have
1: merch coming soon. Okay. Um, so I'll definitely get that out to to y'all. I don't. I think there's what you and two other dudes.
0: There's three other guys. Three. Yeah. Well, we've technically got seven here because we've got a couple guys in the background. Like uh, Dan does all of our graphics. Skip, we call him producer Skip. So all of like the little sound bites, things like that that we throw up there he takes care of for us there's like seven dudes but i'll tell you what we'll exchange some information here and i'll send you some redcast stuff you send us some some uh chancellor brewington stuff and oh, yeah. i'll wear your stuff i wear jojo's shirt on the sh- his mom sent me a shirt the you know i wear his shirt on the show all the time so
1: oh yeah oh yeah we're gonna i'll i'll get that sent over i'll, I'll hook y'all up um
0: tag us in any twitter stuff you need to too we'll retweet it out to all our followers on facebook instagram okay. twitter everything man we got like almost twenty thousand people following us now it's weird yeah so yeah
1: yeah but other than that man i appreciate the support from y'all and you know anyone listening so um i can't wait for the season and i just appreciate
0: you for having me on yeah no problem and with that it's another go big redcast Hoodat Media Production.